up, bro? How you doing? Ah, <laughs> y'all caught me. Yo, my my schedule was so crazy. Like, you know, I I do other things. You know, I'm an electrician. Mm -hmm. So I was I was I was banging out a job, and um, you know, MJ just blew up my phone and just let me know what time it is. I was like, oh, word, seven. Yeah, I'm I'm more used to hitting them at nine o'clock. You know what I mean? Later on. The interviews be going, but seven, seven's cool. Yo, you know, what's good with y'all? Chillin', man. We good. Yo, yo, let me ask, let me ask you. I don't know if you heard, but uh, before we get started, like a formal interview, let me ask you, what's the what's the penultimate, what's the New York song that if out of town and hear it, they know they get That's some New York, New York vibes? Shook ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody's saying, shook ones. Yeah, because they, he hit it right on there. Who who was saying it? Um, who said it? Rosenberg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right. Bro. He's right. That is that's straight. You can't get no no more dirtier New York than that. Like gritty, <laughs> grimy. Yeah, um anthemish, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah. That's, that's that's the number that's the number two train back in, in, in nineteen late eighties, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Up in the Bronx. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is that they say now I was agree with that wasn't a song that was meant to be a party record, but turned into a huge party record. That was an anthem for the street. Nah, it it when you say party, it, it's not that it was it was party party like you know you go to see Paris Hilton and all of them up in there right. partying. It was Brooklyn Zoo party like <laughs> yo yo <laughs> we getting a cracking up in here. You know what I'm saying like. It, and and it's, it started a lot of drama too for some reason that yo it's fighting it's a fight that was the, that's the riot starter yeah huh but you know what's crazy the other thing cause I was in my car when they was talking about it, I'm like damn yo why nobody said anti up that's true uh because no it's just time mm. anti up ain't as old as shook ones that's true. you know what I'm saying like yeah yeah, yeah shook yeah. ones was you know uh, it got it got more more feet in the dirt you know what I'm saying yeah, that's a fact. so. That's a fact. That's 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 all that is. It's um, you know, it's it's who came first and and shook ones held it down. So you know, you got to give it to shook ones. Andy up is dope too, but you know that one just takes the cake. Yeah, for sure. Yo, so thank you for tuning in. For those who don't know, we have Phantom of the Beat, aka Haas G from the UMCs, tuning in on the original podcast. Yo, let me ask you. I grew up in New York. I grew up in the Bronx. We had Shaheem right. on here, and I was talking to Shaheem about this, too. As a kid, I've probably been to Staten Island a handful of times. I always so wondered, like, for the, for the dudes who actually grew up or, you know, spent a significant amount of time in Staten Island, what was it like growing up on Staten Island? Staten Island was, it was the, the place that, you know, us as teenagers growing up, we were there. We were close to the city, but not city. So, you know, Staten Island was all about just, I don't know, that's where I gained my, my, my love of outdoors and rural, you know what I mean? And it was a you know, fishing. I was just talking to my cousin about fishing, some funny stories. We was talking about my cousin in Panama <laughs> and his fishing escapades right now. <laughs> but uh, that, that's what we was doing in um, Staten Island. We was fishing. Baseball, sports, totally mad sports. Right. Um, school, you know, I, I used to date girls named Daisy and, and Celine and you know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> you know. No doubt. But, um, um, but, you know, growing up out there, that's what we were privy to, you know, as opposed to when I used to jump back on the train, the ferry boat, and go back into Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's Brick City. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's really like, that, that was the grind out there. You know, every block you turn on, you know, is, is some crazy action going on in Brooklyn back then. Um, and in the city, you know what I mean? So Staten Island was like a safe haven. Um, it was calm and cool, you know, until people realized that uh, a lot of Staten Island was comprised of people from all over from different boroughs right. you know what I mean and then all them different boroughs running into each other in, in, on Staten Island and, and the time changing and you know everybody getting their money getting their bread and 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 the music is blowing up that's when it started getting a little rough you know you know the era I'm talking yeah, about sure. yeah, you know yeah, so now sure. everybody's starting they, they staking claim on the island and you know what I mean you're not even from the island really but you know, that's how it started getting getting a little crazy out there. But prior to that, growing up was, yeah, I had fun. I'm talking about BMX bikes, dirt bikes, yeah. uh, snake hunting, fishing, baseball, football. You know, it, it was cool. Yeah, y'all so had, y'all had, y'all had this little suburb, suburb feel to be a borough. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it was, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a whole suburb. I mean, we grew up in the projects, though, but... Our projects wasn't, you know, left rack or, 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 or pink houses. Yeah. Or, you know, we, I think, in actuality, our projects was 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 for elderly white people first before they moved out. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, back then, that's 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 what it was until they all moved out, and then it just became, you know, for for us folk. Actually, I think that's how most projects started. They were they were they were for for white folk, and then we came in, and then they the, the white flight took part. And they left. It was out yeah. for that. So what what what, what led, you to, what led you to hip Oh me, oh man, hip hop is my blood. That's in my blood, B. Um, uh, I mean, I grew up in Brooklyn, like I said before. You know, Eastern Parkway, Flatbush. Um, Crown Heights, Best-Stuy, all over Brooklyn. And back then, you know, I, I I wasn't that dude to to just, um, how could I put it? I had older family. I had older cousins, older uncles, right. older aunties. You know what I mean? They was already into the music. So, you know, me being a youngster, I would follow them. That's what I had around me. Follow them, learn from them. You know, my, my, my fam, they were always where it was supposed to be. You right. know what I'm saying? So... I, I didn't slip up on anything. I, I fell right into whatever was going on at a young age too. So right, you know, I'm I'm the little I'm the twelve year old getting into the club with my cousins who's, you know, eighteen and seventeen, you know, and I'm already in there, you know what I'm saying? So you know, that's what it was from from my Brooklyn part. And even in Staten Island, we was doing the same thing. If you think about it, the only way UMCs came out and caught a deal was for the fact that we never stayed on Staten Island. As wow. much as possible, we got We kept, I kept running back to Brooklyn or running back to Manhattan. You know right. what I mean? So I guess at that point, the, um, you know, the aim was, look, we're going to, we're going to go get it and bring it to where we at out here on the island. That's a fact. See what I'm saying? Um, 
and, and that's how we did it. But you're not going to get it sitting on the island. You know, you got to get right. across the water. You got to jump in the boat, go go where it's at, um, you know, be be around the people that's doing it. And, and that's how, you know, that's how we started making our, our stake in the game. And it was, it was, you know, it was a hustle. It was a hustle back then, you know. I mean, I'm talking about when I used to carry TD, TDK, you know, cassette tape. That's, you know what I mean? Minutes? With, with 60 minutes? 60, 90 minutes. I had, I had beats. Son, I had, I had beats. Yeah, I would get the chrome ones, though. I had to get the maxed out chrome ones so my stuff looked a little bit more efficient. And the clarity. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that was all BS. But, you know, it looked good. You know what I'm saying? You know, we all knew it was a more expensive cassette tape. Like, the person actually invested in it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, they was getting They got me for my money. So how, how did the <laughs> UMCs come together? Like, how did you and Kim end up meeting up? Uh, that was straight. Kim, Kim, Kim was out there before I moved out there. So long story short, by the time I got out there, by the time we caught summer jobs, because that's another thing we was doing in Staten Island. We had summer jobs. You know what I mean? So typical, yeah. I had a typical New York life, man. That's New York living right yeah. there, man. Nah, but we wasn't we wasn't sweeping up needles and crack valves and whatnot. You know what I mean? We was you know, we was we was nah, that was, we was we was cleaning up the train track that only had one train to go from one side of the island to the other. So, you know, we had time before trains was coming. You know what I mean? You know, picking up the little bit of litter that was on the tracks. Yeah. But, um, that's crazy yeah, you say that. That's Yo, crazy you say that. Cause I don't... told her in the house too, bro. He said it was, was good. Peace, peace. Yeah, Rob. Yo, yeah, they, you say that, because them summer jobs in them parks, man. Them shit, you did not want to clean them damn parks up, bro. I tell you, man. Yeah. Nasty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The park, the park but that's what I'm saying, we we had to clean the parks too, but nah, there was no, it wasn't crazy like that in Staten Island. I tell you, we was chilling, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, right. But um, so how, how we still work? How how'd y'all end up on Wild Pitch and y'all bug because yo the roster that Wild Pitch had? You think about it, it had Gangstar, Lord Finesse, OG, Main Source, yeah. Yeah. Was Main Source on there? Yeah. yeah. Yo, they had a cool. That was that was a that was a that was a all star lineup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That whole that team was dope, and that's why they caught like 6.7 million dollars <laughs> off of our blood, sweat, and tears. You know what I'm saying? Wild wow. Pitch got paid. Yeah. Um, but nah, it was it was it was it was it was a process. I moved to Staten Island. Kim was already there. Uh, we were in high school, junior high school, talent shows. Uh, these dudes from this side of the islands talking about this kid. Those dudes from that side of the islands talking about that kid. Uh, that's me and Kim. You know, these dudes rap. They're dope. Uh, little battles here and there. You know, breakdance contests here and there. Mm-hmm. Me and Kim bump head. Oh, you're the kid they was talking about? Yeah. You the kid they was talking about? Yeah. All right, so what you got? A word. Okay, this is what I got. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, long story short. You know, it, it it made more sense for us to get together and, and make a crew, make a team, make a group, rather than, you know, sitting around battling each other all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, we both got the, we both got that thing about us. We both uh, got a go-getting spirit about yeah. us. So let's, let's go out there together. Two heads better than one. You know what I'm saying? 
um, we can make something work. So that's how we did it. And um, it took us a little while. You know, we were both part of a different group before. We started out with like a five-man group. And it, it dwindled down to just me and him. You know, we actually ain't even dwindled down. We just peeled out. Like, we just chatted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, get the based fuck on, out of here. Based with on that. what, though? Based on what? What eliminated the other three people? Work ethic, what? Uh, synergy. Oh, okay. Work ethic, synergy. You know, this wasn't a match. They're doing rhymes. They're doing rhymes that's different from. We're doing rhymes that's different from the others. Oh. You understand what I'm saying? Like. Where we at is somewhere different. So it ain't gonna work. So let's just split it down. Let's split it down the middle. Y'all three go that way and us two will go this way. Yeah. And then after, after, and after, after them singles came out, there's probably like, damn. I was about to I was about to say that that might have that, that might have that's probably what led to one to grow on right there, sir. <laughs> well that's that's basically what it was. That's that's how we was able to express ourselves to the fullest. You know what I mean? Without you know, anybody, uh, other people uh, hanging on and, and right. we have to, I guess, convert to what they're doing or no, we found our niche, we found our style and and we did it. We did it together and that's that's what led to Blue Cheese. That's what led to One to Grow On. That's what led to those number one singles on Billboard. That's what led to UMCs on Martin. That's what led to, you right. know, the touring, the, you know, it was just us two. And our DJ, of course, and our, you know, other producers that was down with us, which was R&S. Yeah. Between R&S, myself, Kim, and Kid Magic, we the ones who put it all together. Yeah. That's yo, crazy, so, yo. Go ahead, Shaq. I was going to say, so, yo, so back then, I mean, I'm thinking about, like, with the businesses, like, now. But back then, Wild Pitch, when y'all went to them, did you go to them and be like, yo, we already got the album? We produced everything. Everything is all set. We good to go. Or did they open up a budget? Nah. Open up a budget for you, and you was, and then y'all did the stuff and was actually compensated as musicians as well as you know artists separately. Yeah, that word didn't exist back then. Compensation. Come on, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> nah, I'm just joking. Um, so what ended up happening was, uh, you know, demo tapes, doing shows, doing uh. Uh, uh, you know, videos, uh, hanging out with rappers, and I. Right, what's the hustle now? Well, we want to get our demo heard, so you know we're running, running the streets, running up to every label. Back then, you could run to the labels, you can, you know, get in. You could say, "Yo, I'm here. I want to play my stuff." Blah blah blah. You know, either they're gonna take it, uh, uh, throw it in the box, or they'll get back to you next week, two weeks from now. You know, but um. So we was doing that trip one day and um, we probably did like four or five stops in the city. And the last stop, we we got up to, I think it was on 30, 27th Street, somewhere around 27th, 29th Street. And um, this was the last stop. So we're going to Wild Pitch and um, we, we walk into the hall and we get ready to get on the elevator. And um, at the time, uh, we did dance for Guru and, and Primo. Okay. And in a few of their videos, you know. So while we was going up to Wild Pitch, you know, Primo and Guru, they was like, what are y'all up to? It's like, yo, we, you know, we trying to get our demo heard. I was like, come on, son, don't do it like that. Y'all not going to do it like that. <laughs> we we going to show you how to do this. Big that's and, cool. and, I thought that was Guru right there. Nah, we didn't, we didn't get it at first. 
And we was hesitant, like, what? You know, Primo Guru, yo, just give us the tape, and we got you. What do you mean, you got us? We want to go soon. <laughs> trust me, trust me. So, you know, I mean, back then, you know, we're all good Kendrick spirits, you know what I mean? We, They were out, they were hot, and um, we said, let's do it. So we gave them the demo. We ain't even stepped within Wild Pitch. Probably like three days later, we get the phone call uh, from Primo and Guru and them. Yo, Stufan wants to sign y'all. Word. Say word. Right. Yeah, that's how it went. That's the original. We didn't. We never. We never met Stu. None of that. It was. We was just ushered in. You know. Um, based off of our. Off of a lot of work though, you right. know, to even get to that to that level. But we got ushered in and um by the time we got there, we didn't have an album done, we just had a demo. Small demo, probably like four songs, if that. Uh Blue Cheese and One to Grow were the top two that were on the demo. It they, they don't even sound exactly the way the demo sounds. You know what I mean? So how um, do you feel how do you feel going knowing that your guys went number one after all that work? Uh, I mean, it felt good to have a number one record. It would have felt better to have number one status or number one money. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, but those, those were learning curves that we we had to endure and and embark, you know, to to go through at that point in time, just to you know figure it all out for ourselves. There were there was a bunch of learning curves, um, and, and I'm proud to say that. You know, we made it through. Um, Cause you got you got to remember, UMCs were two young men who pushed their way through to get to where they wanted to get to. You know, we didn't have we didn't come into the game. You know, be beyond just being ushered by Primo and Guru just to get that deal. Right. We didn't have anybody to school us or to you know give right, us right. the proper training or or you know we ain't have none of that. We we stomped the pavement That's we it. figured it out for ourselves and um you know it was school of hard knocks we learned on our way you know going through it so uh i, I wish we knew more but you know it's always a first and and the first one's got to take the they got to take the blunt they got to take the blunt of the bro, uh blow you know in order yeah. to yeah, bump your head <laughs> yeah we got to be the ones to bump our head in order to um you know, make room and and, and show for progress, and you know right. to, to help the ones after us yeah. get through easier. It's yo, it's so funny you say that because one of the questions I have for you, um, I was I was thinking about this today. Everybody wants to be first to do something, but I don't think a lot of people really take into consideration like the pros and cons that actually come with of being first. Being That's first. right. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about there. I don't know if you guys remember, but you remember Gateway Computer? Gateway, yeah. Gateway Computer was like the Dell before Dell, where they were making customized <laughs> computers and stuff like that. They, uh, yeah. cores. they were they were taking off. Shortly after That's... that, Dell came on the scene, and I think Dell learned right. from them. And, exactly. and Gateway ended up going out of business. So my question for you would be, I guess, like, what are some of the pros and the cons with being first? And I think this comes up a lot in hip hop because yeah, perfect example. Perfect example, UMCs. Would you say Gateway? Yeah. Gateway Vendel. <laughs> well, it was UMCs, then Wu Tang. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
So you, you being first, you're breaking the mold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's always the next ones who's going to improve upon it. Mm. And, and you know that's just called evolution. Yeah, right. That can't be stopped. Yeah. That's right. You know, and you gotta be, uh, you gotta be thankful because you're blessed, no matter what. You had hands on, you know. And as long as you don't stop, there's there's just ample time for you to continue to excel, to elevate, to come with something different, something newer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, the pros of that is. You spark the intellect. Mm. You spark the minds of people. Right. Uh, you're you're the original. You're not a carbon copy. Mm. Right. Uh, the cons is you 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 gotta tread through the dirt. You know you gotta eat a lot of shit. You gotta you gotta bust your ass. You gotta struggle. You gotta convince people to to believe to to uh, want to partake. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, they looking at you like you nuts. Yeah. Or you crazy for coming up with something new or something fresh because they don't understand that concept. They can't see what you see. You know what, you drives, what I'm saying? You know what drives me crazy though with that shit? Like when you start talking with a hip hop, cause I look at like our founders, you know, the, the, the pioneers of it and the pioneers came in and laid the blueprint for people now to make millions and millions of dollars, you know, that may not have nearly half the talent that our, our forefathers and our pioneers had. So even with that, the evolution of it, it's just like, it's it's, it's crazy. Because think about a dude like Cool Hurt, compensation, a dude who's acknowledged as a person who created the shit, compensation versus a dude like Soldier Boy. And no disrespect to Soldier Boy, but it's just, right. you know, I call it like that. It don't balance out. It don't balance out. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, and this this is how I like to see it. You know, you're you're um you're a I don't know if it e- either one of y'all are parents. Mm-hmm. I am, mm-hmm. but um, I'm a father, and as the father, and I'm sure it was the same thought that ran through my father's head. He wanted to make it easier and better for me, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing that I want to do for my son. So, you know, I hope it's better for the ones after me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. And it's not to say that if if I keep my wits about myself that I wouldn't be able to participate in what's going on now because that, that's basically what I'm doing as well. Mm-hmm. I'm still participating. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. In, 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 in the, the frame of things now. So, you know, and, and, and I've learned from... I've learned from my own mistakes. I've learned from from what I did then and watched how the ones that came after me started doing it. And then I'm learning from them. So now I'm, I'm going to leapfrog again. Right. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. As long as you you stick with what you know, you know what I mean? Continue to perfect your craft. And, um, you know, don't, don't let this thing sit heavy on your heart. Right. Oh, man. You know, read it and get that and everybody's blowing now and they doing it different but they didn't you know they didn't they ain't have to grind like we grind i'm sure everybody grinded in a way you know what i mean it's just today's grind is so different you know what i'm saying and um uh to 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 the modern man the modern kid the modern youngster rapper you know i'm sure they find the same 
uh, obstacles and 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 troubles that that we found in our time. You know, it's yeah. just a new time, a new age. Mm. So, you know, yeah. that that's what um. That's what um, Ayatollah said. You're a vessel, man. You gather this information, you go through the experiences, but then you share your wisdom, you share your knowledge with those who are just as inspired as you, and they might take off. You know what I'm saying? They might do something different. I have a question. Sure. And you mentioned you mentioned originality versus carbon copy. How do we get so far removed from just being original? Uh, because it, it turns into business and when it turns into big business and we don't run anything we don't control we don't and when i say we i'm really talking about the black youth who who come up with the ideas for this music right 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 and, and create this music we don't have distribution we don't control the labels we don't control distribution we don't control marketing companies you know, outlets. We don't have any ownership or control of any of that. So now, when it comes to big business, it's being dictated to us what business is going to sell or how it's going to sell or what we want to sell. And it's not us dictating that because we don't own nothing to, to be able to dictate, you know, anything. So what's being dictated is the, the nonsense that you're hearing at times. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, originality, originality, you know, uh, back in the in, in the golden era, like not one or two MCs really sounded alike. Groups yeah, they sound alike. That's a fact. Um, it was all distinguished gentlemen, you know what I mean? And, and ladies, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was different. Yeah. So now, you know, when, when you're dealing with carbon copies and, and just a, uh, 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 I forgot what you call it, but just a, a you know, a, a selling model, you know, man. <laughs> every, everything is, yo, I swear to God, everything is just a bunch of, you know, yeah, niggas, puppets. Niggas is mannequins out here, son. Niggas is mannequins like in the fucking front hill, son. <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, they, they're puppets, B. They're just carbon copies. Rinse and repeat. Uh, we we can't we can't get away from. I need a record that sounds like this. Damn, I'm tired of hearing that. I need a record that sounds like this. So what the hell are you doing rapping for? Because we already got a record that sounds like that. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what what what's your point? And they don't see no problem with biting. That's the thing. Biting has become a regular. So. Well, there you have it, man. Well, y'all had, had, had a distinct sound. Y'all had a distinct sound. Very distinct. Like, what inspired your style and your sound? Every Everybody that came from that era had a distinct style, a distinct sound. Um, me personally, uh, and um, I'm just speaking for me, what, what inspired me was the fact that, you know, I just wanted to be different. I wanted to be original. You know, I, I grew up knowing that I was the original man. You know what I'm saying? Asiatic black man, make it the owner of the cream of the planet, Earth, right. God of the universe. You know what I'm saying? Peace, so, God. Peace, God. <laughs> so I was always taught to be original and, and right. to do, you know, other than what they're doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the recipe. That's the recipe, man. What, so um, so that, that kind of explains why the 90s is such a timeless era. 
because everyone was so original. Everybody was about, I, I don't want to be like that guy. I want to be like myself. Which, in, 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 that, in that mindset, you have to dig in deep, not to sound like someone right next to you. Because if you hear them constantly, it, some of it might rub off, but you have to find it deep within yourself. Whether it's a tonal, whether it's your voice cadence, uh, mm-hmm. the way you pick beats, you, know you just have to be very original. Yeah. But authentic. Well, you just hit it. You hit it on the head right now. Um, a few words back, and you said that's why the golden era is so timeless. You know why? Because out of all those records, all of them stood in their own lane. That's right. So it wasn't like it wasn't like today. Oh, I found this record, but I could find twenty or thirty more that sounds like that. That's a fact. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You got You go back to that era. There was only one Rock Kim. There was only one, you know, G La Soul. Right. There was only one G Rap. There was only one BDP. You know what I mean? Like, there's only one Dos Effects. Yeah. One Naughty by Nature. One MC Light. You know what I mean? Go you on had and a on. bunch of female MCs, <laughs> and none of the female MCs even sounded alike. Yeah. You know. Sweet Tea did not sound like Latifah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yo, it, it's crazy. So all those records had their own individual, individual, you know, uh, aspect to them. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why that era stands out so much. Uh, this era is a bunch of copies. You know what I mean? That's the only era that you can't find anything that sounds you know, it's so diversified. Yeah. So that's why we we tend to run back to that because I want to hear that thing that you know what I mean. I haven't heard in a in a while. Yeah. I, I still keep running back to it. Yeah, it's the, the, right. the, the corporations, the record labels. They when once you start hearing the record labels being called machines, that's exactly what they were doing. You know how you call it? They just pumping it up. Yep. Straight up carbon. Now don't get me wrong. I still see some evolution happening. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. With, with there's growth. There's some growth going on. So <laughs> not all of it. Not all of it is. I see the growth peeking through. You know what I mean? But that's you know, what um, consistent with look at that's consistent. Also, think about it. You see the growth, but also you see is the demise of the major label too, right? So yeah, exactly. So it's it's evolution. Here we go. We get ready to start again on this level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah, what's happening. Let me, exactly now everybody gets to do what they, we get to do what we want to do again. You know what I'm saying? How we want to, mm-hmm. boom. I don't need you to get my records out to the world anymore. You know what I mean? I could do all that for self. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? I could do, I, I got access to distribution. You know, it might not be the biggest as of yet, but you know, we, we able to do it ourselves now. And when you do that, now we flooded the market and we're opening the market because now there's 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 a whole bunch of you know un un unseen unheard of talent untapped. that's starting to make its way through untapped, untapped. yeah untapped. making its way through now it's accessible and us. um it's just a it's just a matter of time before something else new catches on and you know you start to see that trend in that wave and yeah. you know you start to appreciate and respect the fact that this is just a evolutionary cycle. Yeah. Yo, from the first album to the second album, it seemed like you guys changed. You know, we talk about evolution. The first album, when I was in the first album, I don't even think I remember y'all cursing on the first album. 
The second album seemed much more dark. And I think the first album, I know RNS was involved with production, but RNS, I don't think, was involved with the the second album production, right? He was. He was? Okay. But what, what happened? Why the shift from album one to album two? Because, like I said, album two seemed much darker than album one. It was called Life. Mm. And, and when life happens, shit happens. we were first. We were first those kids that was happy that we caught a record deal. Right? Mm -hmm. We were nice. You know what I mean? We got to travel. Um, but by the time it was royalty time, mm. how come we're not seeing the checks? With two number one. How come we're not seeing it? How come we're not seeing that money? How come we doing all this work and, and we're getting beat, you know, out of out of our paper? Mm. You know? How come it's it's Christmas time rolling around? And I'm asking my record label for an advance or, or something to help me go through right. the through the holidays. You know what I'm saying? And and they telling us, nah, we can't do that for you right now. Meanwhile, you just signed off on six million, you know what I mean, off of our backs. And, and we can't get no extra money right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's Yo, what now. That shit is not extra money. That was the money you was entitled to. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, and so now life just, you know, it made you angry, it made you upset, made you tight. Mm. You know, if you think about it, if you listen to the, the second album, you know, like I said, we didn't have enough experience going into the game because we didn't have any teachers to, to teach us, yo, don't, you come out with this sound, just perfect your sound. Right. Don't, don't, street, don't stare off, don't veer off, you know, stay true. Stay consistent with what you do. Meanwhile, we got so angry and our emotions took control and, you know, we lost control. So that's why that album sounded the way it sounded, you know? It, it was, you know, it, it was just something to throw out there. We was dissatisfied, we weren't happy, we wasn't feeling good. And um, that was the bottom line. That's what led to that album. There was a lot of disgruntledness in there. Yeah. I know you, you know, a lot of people heard it. They couldn't understand it. They thought, oh, they just trying to be hard. They want to sound like DOS Effects. They want to sound like EPMD or, you know, they trying to be hard. No, we wasn't trying to be hard. We was expressing yeah. the inner disappointment and right. hurt. And, 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 you know what I mean? And, and we almost felt beaten. We, you know, felt beaten down, run down. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, put in my work. We talk about that a lot with like a lot of artists that we have come up that have gone through similar experience that you mentioned. And I always ask them like, when you have an experience like that, does it make you, you know, do you become disenchanted to me? Like, yo, fuck it, I don't want to make this uh, so, Yeah, some people do. But you know, where your, where's your heart? This is up to the individual. You know, some people get disgruntled, some people, uh, uh, wash their hands clean of it, right? And some people take it as a lesson. It's 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 use the individual. You know what? What is your higher self telling you to do? Right. Give up, let it go, wash your hands clean of it, or pick up the piece. Take it as a lesson. Take it as a lesson, and figure out if you're true to this and that's what you want to do. Okay, it's a lesson. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now let me continue doing it and let me do it in a better manner. Let me let me avoid the pitfalls that I fell into, you know, last time around. Because I noticed, and Grand Poopa said it best: "What goes around comes back around again." Mm -hmm. It's consistency. 
That's what allows you to continue to be a part of it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And each time you gotta understand and observe the fact that you jump levels. You That's know, right. I'm not I'm not rapping no more. I'm producing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not just producing now, I'm an executive now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you it's gotta like, understand you jump levels. levels to the game. There's levels to the game, man. That's it. That's it, man. Yo, I Yo, and I, how, and I, and I, though. how many creators that, that have all this talent got discouraged and walked away from it? Did they, um, so that, that fulfilled your contractual obligation or y'all just got a release after that? Uh, we, after that second album, it just faded away. Oh, okay. We just, we, that, we weren't out since then as, you know what I mean? So we just, let it be. we let it go. We went back to our regular life. You know what I mean? Uh, Fortunately, I went to school, so, you know, I was an electrician right out of high school. Nice. Um, um, so I was already, I was making my bread back then, you know what I mean, even before music and all of that. So I just went right back to that. You know, I had children, had a family. Um, you know, and I still kept my eye on the prize. I was still making music, making beats, producing. Um and just staying, staying focused and figuring out what it is that I want to do until I finally figure, okay, I'm ready to, I want to produce. Let me take a shot at that and I'll uh, produce for other artists. I know we produce, I produce for UMCs, but how's it going to go if I produce for somebody else? And sure enough, it worked out. It worked out really good. It and really, I guess that was... I was going to say, it really uh, did. It really did, brother, because <laughs> I didn't know I did not know that you worked on Inspector Dex Project, the movement. Yeah. Yeah, son. Me get right. Ayatollah. Ayatollah. Mm -hmm. Yo, get right. City high. One of y'all was like, hold on. Snicker did all these shits. Yeah. It's yeah. And that was a most slept on album from Dex. That and yeah, um, Uncontrolled Substance. Yeah. But that, but though, but that album there was that right there, brother. You put your foot in that shit. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Good looking. You know what I mean? Those good, good joints, man. That was a dope album. Good work. Yeah. And you worked you on only more fish. You worked on more fish too. Yeah. Of course, we know about Apollo Kids. That was classic. Magic. But, mm -hmm. Magic. Mm -hmm. But that movement album, yo, I, I I could not wait to go to the store to get that album because I said yo, Dex is about to make another album. And then I heard that, I was like, oh shit, be on to something here, yeah. son. These boot cats are starting to spread out now, son. They're starting to spread out, and I'm, I was one of the pioneers from Staten Island. So now I get to, if you know, if they're not working with RZA at the time, who else are they gonna work with? Who's the next best one? To work? Oh shoot! You know what? Let's go. Let's go mess with Haas. Let's see what he really got. Let's see if he can really pull it off. And I'm like, dog, I'm the one who was out here setting it off. You know what I'm saying? Originally, like, let's originally, go already. Originally, yeah. yes. <laughs> don't, don't, come on, son. You don't talk production to me. What? Yo. So you gotta, you gotta. That's how that. Yeah, that's how that all came about. I grew up, you know, on the same floor in the same building with, with Ghost and we was all around each other back then. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. right. So it only it only made sense. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I right, here, hold this though. You know what I'm saying? Let's see how this do for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I produced for I actually produced for all of them except 
except meth and and you got mm. yeah oh well master killer and genius but yeah. the you know the you know the dudes who I produce for. Yes, sir. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that probably happens soon too. But yo, do you? I mean, do you ever step back and really put into perspective your contribution to the culture? Like, yo, you you y'all were the first rap group on Staten Island, which paved the way for a Prince Rakim, a Wu Tang, iconic television show. Martin, you look in the background. Whose poster you see hanging on the wall? Two number mm-hmm. one Billboard singles like you ever put that in perspective and be like damn like yo i accomplished i accomplished all this and don't even mention fruits of nature made 30 years old fruits of nature's an adult now son yeah yeah that's yeah, right. 91. <laughs> my son's that? age <laughs> how about that son it's my son's age literally yeah, wow so, God so bless. You, you ever step back and be like damn like yo like i really yo my contribution i i'm I, i'm stamped in hip-hop i'm solidified People tell me enough times, yo, yo, own it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where where that is, yo. But it's it's hard because I wasn't taught that way to, you know, sometimes I gotta start, I gotta, I gotta, you know, ruffle some feathers sometimes. I, you know, I know I gotta accept the fact of who I am and really, really walk the walk and, and I talk the talk. You know what I mean, here and there, but I live with myself, so it don't seem so grand. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Nah, you're, 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 you're very, very, you're very grounded, brother. You're grounded, yeah, yeah. Put that, yo, put, let that sink in, put that in perspective, and be like, damn, like, you know, you talking shit for a minute, and Soul Train, I told her say. How many do you right. that yeah. on Soul Train? Yeah, Soul Train too, yeah. We were the first group from Staten Island or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right, bro. The flowers, now, when, the flowers, man. When it when it hits like that, then I then it then it catches me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't I don't walk I don't walk around with my chest puffed out. You know what I mean? Overlooking people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I like to still participate. I like to play in the game. And you know, every once in a while when it's time to meditate. You know, I'll I'll go back and, and hone in on the accomplishments, mm-hmm. and then I just use that as as more uh, energy, right? Uh, you know, more ammunition, you know, to, to to move forward. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah I, I was I happened to um, and we had Marissa on here, and she, I went on the Hip Hop Connects, and the first thing I seen was the album, and I was like, yo. And I've noticed that y'all got a documentary coming out. So I trailed through that and went through that. And in there, it said DJ RNS gave his entire stacks collection to RZA. And that's what gave us 36 chambers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's official. Bruh, I got to give you your flowers, man. We, we, we get, come on, man. We got to do something for these guys, man. These guys is, that's official. These guys is pretty much hand-delivered one of the best rap groups in hip hop history. Mm-hmm. Not knowing they, they not knowing they was the fly on the wall, the dude sitting in the corner, knocking, giving beats or just giving advice. And here we are, you know, 25 years later, listening to these guys, admiring them, 
So I admire that whole team. I, when, I, when I watch the move, I think of my crew. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what hip-hop Tony. was. Hip-hop was a, you, you roll with a crew. Whether it was yeah. two or ten, you still roll with a crew. And that's what I, that's what I like about that. We we had we had a, a big we had a pretty big team. Remember we was dancers. Well, I don't know if you knew it or not, but we were dancers at first, so we always rolled with a team. Right. You know what I mean? But no. Back then, back then, that's all you did was if you wasn't doing all those shit, you was at them parties, B, and you was dancing. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, back to the whole Wu Tang. My man Tony just he chimed in, and um. Wu-Tang, the, the first time y'all heard Wu-Tang, we said it on the Fruits of Nature album. You know what I mean? So that was already a slang and, house uh, that now. Yeah. So we was just giving homage to that style, you know what I mean? To that feel. And, um, you know, that was the talk already. And then, then here comes the group. So we already, we was already part of that whole, you know, come up. Yeah. That whole cycle of coming up, yeah, and um, definitely the um, the stacks thing is a true story. You know, we was on tour and um, you know, we we met with the label and you know they like to give you uh, gifts, favors. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. you go to the label, you do a little performance. You know, you walking off with albums and CDs and you know they was you know they was just catering to us. And um, they gave us all a whole the whole stacks collection. And by the time we got back to Staten Island, all let RZA supposedly hold it, but he never he never he never seen it again. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know how that go in the hood, though. You know how that go. Yeah, what was it like? Talk a little bit about um, making the transition from an MC to a, pretty much a full time producer. Because I know you always had your hand in production, but now. You know, it's predominantly production. How was that transition for you? Easy. Very easy. Um, I was never one to to be so outspoken. I was just as outspoken as, as necessary or as needed to be. You know what I mean? So all that being in the front, being on stage, you know, I did my time. I had good time in it. I had a fun time in it. But, you know, my whole thing, I was real technical. So okay. as opposed to just being on stage performing, I needed to know how the show was being set up or, you know, what's the D- what the DJ's playing or, you know, how 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 good are our mics or, you know what I mean? I always played that behind the scenes. That area. Yeah. Yeah. And um, which it makes sense, you know, me being an electrician, um, you know, sound boards, you right. know, speakers, you know. So making the transition to producer, it, it was real easy for me, you know. And, and not to mention, you know, when I realized that producers get paid, you know, they get paid before the artists get paid. Right. So <laughs> it, that, you know, that's a no-brainer. That's, that's a no-brainer. what I want to I'm about to say, that's a no-brainer right there. I get mine first, you fucking right, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the top piece. Mm. And what's the first major Take that. What was the first uh, major placement you was able to get production-wise? Oh, that was that was Buster. Oh, production-wise, first major, the extension level event. Mm-hmm. Oh, take it off. Take it off. Yeah. yeah. 
Take it all. Perfect yeah. for him. That very first record, uh, what, Double Platinum? Damn. Album, um, Janet Jackson on it. Yeah, Janet um, Jackson on there. Some couple that jokes was, on that, there. That was, that right there was my, um, that was the beginning for me, really, really, to say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Because I was actually working still. And um, what happened was I had got hurt. I got hurt on a job. And um, I, I kept saying to myself, I want to get out of here. God, let me get out of here. Please, I got to go already. This is driving me nuts. You know, I love my job. I love what I do, my profession rather. But when I was working a job for, you know what I mean, for the man, it was like, yo, this is driving me nuts. I'm, I'm like a slave. And um, I had, eventually I got hurt. And I had to, you know, take a leave. And two weeks after I took that leave, I sold my first beat. How about that? So I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I saw the check. I saw, I saw the check. And then I called. I said, I'm not coming back. <laughs> You're on the machine. Hold on, I got seven more. I'm not coming back. That's Go for up. my first check. Damn. That was it. I quit. That must be a beautiful thing, man. Because, you know, I, I like, I like, I always, I like talking to producers because I like, I always like how y'all think when it comes to making beats or, or putting sequences together and how you make the things you make. Like, case in point, Havoc from Mob Deep just came out of his shell and made an album with Styles P. You as a producer, do you do do you make beats and say, you know what? This beats for Ghost. This beats for Sadat X. This beats for CL Smooth. This beat, do you think in, in line sonically when you're making your beats, you can hear the artist? I can. I can. You know what I mean? And and I do practice that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you, you got to think. If you're dealing with artists like that who are very, very creative and very, very diverse, very there's no vivid. telling what they're going to think. Right, 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 right. You understand what I'm saying? There's no, you don't know what they really want. You know, you could go based on what you've heard them do, you know, previously you know, and say, okay, this is that sound, or, you know, I'm the type that'll be like, yes, this is your sound, but it don't necessarily have to sound like anything that you heard from them before. Yeah, that's right. See what I'm saying? It's like, you're going to be dope on this. You know, you would sound fly on this. And then that becomes your new sound. You know what I mean? Just like that. So, I approach it that's how I approach it, you know. I, I don't, and because if 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 I approach it the other way, then all I'll be doing is mimicking the same thing that you right. did already. Right, 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 right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I totally so, said I just I just do me. Yo, have you ever had the had you have you ever really had the selling artist on a beat? Like you felt so much, so compelled. Like this beat is the perfect beat, fit for you, and the artist didn't see it, but you had to sell them and convince them that it was for them. I never, I never got that far at all. Mm. Like, it, I always got calls, callbacks from for sales. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, 
I would get the call, yo, you remember that, that you gave me blah, blah, blah this time ago? Yeah, we want to use this one and we want to use it now. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I leave it. I don't even, even when I go into the studio with artists, um, and, and we, well, I mean, COVID done hit, so all of that got shut down for a little bit. But when I used to sit in the stool, or they come to me and I'm playing, I don't even, I sit back and watch. I observe. I wait to see, you know, what what, they rock. what you're, yeah, rocking to. Right. And then when I see that, then sometimes I'll be like, okay, let me just go for the kill. Then I'll go <laughs> to something in that zone. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And then that'll be it. That'll be it. Yo, that's the one right there. All right, all right cool. And But I, I like to let them, you know, do their thing because, you know, you want... You, you, you want to give them more than just what they're used to. Because at the end of the day, this is going to help them excel as artists as well. You know what I mean? They want to be challenged. You know, At least I like to see an artist challenged. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're rhyming over the same one, two, one, two all the time, I, I'm bored. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I like about your production. When I listen to your production, it stands out. That's why I like the movement so much. Left field. Yo, son. Yo, you don't you can't put me in one box, nah, my G. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all, man. And that's that that just shows the creativity in you and what you do. Um are they are there any artists that you're working with at this point? Hip hop. I'm working with a I'm working with a lot of artists, but you you talking about um anybody that's like top tier that's out right now? Yeah, um, in general, somebody we may know even from our era. Oh, I don't know. Who am I working with from our era? Nah, nah, and nah. There's some possibilities going on. Nah, there's a couple of possibilities happening. You know, if, if, if you check the discography, you already know, like, where I tend to pop up at. Every so often. Every so often. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, you might <laughs> you might slide by that I'm one right, right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, I've been focusing on my own um my own label imprint, you know, and and some new artists that I'm working with that uh that are doing, you know, exceptionally well for being new artists. Yeah. But um, you know, oh. I'm kind of focused on that only because I got tired of, of chasing, you know. I'm not I'm not here to chase artists down and, and beg for work. You know what I mean? I'm gonna create my own work. There you go. You know, I'm gonna create this this lane and at the you know, at the right time, you know, I'm sure I'll have knocks on the door. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So as of now, I got a few artists that I'm working with. Um I have I actually have a female artist that's in a whole different lane. What's her name? Her Catherine name is Catherine Swain. Yeah, Catherine Swain. Catherine Swain. And um Yeah, she's totally something different for me. Um I got um Snooze. He's from Long Island. Snooze is kinda, you know, he's he's newer, but he's he's from our era, you okay. know, as far as process and 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 style and creativity right he grew up with him you know what i'm saying right so he's right he's good for right now um you know you know i i just did pop the brown hornets album mm, okay so 
that that was fun. Um, it should be up to drop another new single that we did come top of January. So um, I'm looking. I guess everybody could look out for that. Yeah. I had told us to send him a joint. I told us to send him a joint. What are you talking about? He's he's sitting on joints. Yo, he's sitting what on are you talking about? Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I told him to play some heat for us. You know what to ask you? I was listening to um like the compilation project you had out, and there was a dude on there, a singer, and he had, it was a song, and the, but the cadence was like the Stevie Wonder part time part time lover joint. Who's that dude? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my man Dre Wonder. Yeah, that joint's hot. Yeah, thanks. Um. Yeah, that uh, a lot of people aren't aware that I put out a compilation album too. That was that was the beginning processes of me becoming, you know, an independent, uh, you know, producer, A and R, uh, executive, all of the all of the above. Um, that was my first, you know, mission in in regards to taking on this role. So the album's called Audio Drone. It came out a couple of years ago, you know, and it, it got some bangers. Yeah, yeah, it got some fire. You know, I put together, they got some fire on that album. You know, a lot of people need to go back and uh, go check that album again. For real. Um, there's still a lot of work to do with that album, actually, because um, I think it's a sleeper. So, you know, we're going to figure it out. But um, I put together some, you know, a, a diverse group of artists, you know, from reggae to hip hop to R&B, all on one record. So, you know, and there's some big surprises on that record too. Some, some milestones I reached on that record. Like we got one record featuring my man Chip Fu from Fushnikins yeah. that it, it held down like five of the top reggae artists on one record. Mm. You know who does that? You know what I mean? That record is crazy too. Yeah. Um. And um. Cool. That's dope. Now nah, I'm just looking, I'm looking at all the I'm looking at all the comments and. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Although I'm technical, I'm not quick like that. I'm so focused on talking and all of that, and um, I, you know, it's 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 just hard for me to get back down and write or type in. So I just want everybody to know I'm 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 definitely scouting. I'm watching. I'm paying attention. I see all the love. Um, you know, I'm glad y'all all out there, and um, you know, just spread the word. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. And. Um, you know the other thing I want to ask you: Is it true that Trina was originally on Magic Stick? Yeah, definitely. Did you hear? Did you, uh, you, heard, the, you heard her verse? You heard it with her verse on it? Nah, it ain't make it that far. Okay, because I, I was like, no disrespect, <laughs> Trina. <laughs> but I, I just in my mind, I'm like, I, that that joint right there. I'm like, I, with little Kim, perfect, perfect joint. Yeah. How'd that come together? You about to say, where were you when you made that? Uh. Man, listen, I don't know how many 40s I done had. I don't know how many. I I was in a house full of blunt smokers, you know, so I don't know. I was in Brooklyn, though, and um, actually that was one of the beats that, you know, and it is a perfect example uh, for people to learn from. You know, don't ever throw away anything mm-hmm. when, if you're a Say producer. Don't throw away nothing. Yeah. And, and really don't listen to anybody. You know, if, if you're going to do something and you feel it's right, you know, do it because you want to do it. 
don't you know do it because you're forced uh, to throw it away or, or, yeah. or you know people don't like it but you like it that's that's part of being original that's part of doing you that's part of being um your creative process different yeah. creative you know so that was one of the beats that after I made it they said yo you must have been smoking more of this than we are you know what I mean <laughs> throw that, that trash <laughs> garbage get, get rid of that and I swear to God I said nah I said, no, what you smoking might not be proper. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't hear this, nah, that ain't it. So I saved it. And um, at, at one point, you know, my man Giz, who's my cousin, he was DJing for um, 50. Mind you, I did I did work on 50's mixtapes when 50 was starting to blow up. And um, so by the time he was signed... With um, Dre and all of that, my cousin was his DJ, and you know I just shot the records over, nice. and that was it. Shaw Money already had the studio set up in Long Island. We went out there. Fifty already dropped his lyrics to the beat. Um, we went out there to do a little mixing, figure out uh, uh, Trina's off and Little Kim is on, and that was it. We finished the record. We mixed it. 50 was on the road, you know what I mean, moving around already. And I was um I was just about to start welcoming the universe's uh <laughs> good good grants and gifts and all of that. You know what I mean? So from that point on, production just started excelling. Yeah. Um but you know they say you're only as good as your last your last, your yeah. last hit or whatever, whatever. Um I think if you fall into that and you listen to that, you know, you're really, really gonna, you're gonna be looking too hard. You know what I'm saying? You put yourself as in opposed the box. To, yeah, as opposed to enjoying the the journey and just accepting the surprises that come along with it. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point, you never know when, where, how is gonna happen. That's what I learned throughout the journey because you know I could be sitting down one minute and, and dead ass broke and then that same uh, same day I could open up the mailbox and have a check for for racks you know what I'm saying like wow yeah that's, that's all the work that you put in right yeah so you know you gotta sometimes you gotta fall back and just enjoy enjoy the journey right uh uh you know, be be willing to embrace the anticipation. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Process. Yes, you're beginning. 78. God's timing. Yeah. Learn, you know, enjoy the process. You know what I mean? I mean, yo, I swear to God, if I could wake up every other day to, to uh, 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 you know, mailbox full of money, you know, <laughs> surprisingly, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, yeah. that's it. Just, just, just wait, man. Accept. Dude, similar to similar to your story, I'm, I was thinking about we had we had arsonists from the heat makers. We was talking to yeah. him, and he was telling us that um, he almost threw Dipset Anthem beat out that he heard. He was like, "Nah, this is this is this is not it. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm get rid of it." So that's a similar experience to yours. Like, I guarantee you, get rid of there's a lot of producers, a lot of producers who who you know ran down that that road where they wanted to give get rid of some something and 
but I've learned I learned early because you know was Fat Joe's new saying? The new saying is yesterday's price is not today's not price. Today's price, you know baby. Right. But at the same time, you know, I'm selling beats that I did 10 years ago now. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I can see you that. Can't That's quit. why you got to have the archive. You That's right. You know, we're. What what wasn't good then? Maybe it's perfect for now. For now, right? You know, sometimes maybe maybe that, maybe that artist finally showed their face for that particular beat that you were you was ahead of your time for making. You know what I'm saying? And That's now the fact. perfect artist is here for it. That's you a know, fact. You know, you know, or the perfect situation. That's, That's, That's right. Fact. Yo, you know what? You know what would probably drive me crazy? I'm not a producer, but if I made a magic stick. And it was out of here, and then the next the next person would post me and be like, yo, you know what I want from you? I want you to, I want to be just like Magic Stick. Like, what's yeah, it happened. What kind of shit is that? Like, like people, you know, people, they see you make a hit record, and they like, all right, yo, give me something similar to that. I heard Havoc say before that everybody was coming to him, like, yeah, I need a Quiet Storm. Make a beat just like Quiet Storm. Like, it's because these people, they're not, they're not leaders. You're not dealing with leaders. You're dealing with followers. Mm-hmm. You don't know that. They can't. They can't even fathom how I made a magic stick. <laughs> and before it was called magic stick, it was just called beat number thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything. Yeah. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. They don't know what no magic stick is. Magic stick is magic stick because fifty name it. Magic stick. Right. You know what I'm saying? That beat is another true story. Um, and I love the brothers to death. Um, Smith and Wesson had that beat before uh-huh. 50 had it. Man. Wow. But you know, there's a lot of that going on that people be like, damn, y'all had that beat. Remember, um, remember Roscos and, um, was it the, the, uh, Jada? Had both of them had got the joint from um what's the name was it from Alchemist? What's the yeah. joint? We gonna make it. We gonna make it. We gonna make oh, it. Yeah, that was supposed to be for Rise Cod. Both of them had and that. The, and so, the locks knocked that shit out the park. Exactly. So um really quick, you gotta be quick with the draw. Hold you up forever. But talk to us a little bit about the documentary. Like why now? Like what inspired the documentary? It's called uh, was it Staten Island's Forgotten Sons. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's just time, you know. And in this day and age, where where you know media and and the outlets and you know, there's a lot available to us to to right. you know tell our own stories, uh, get our own money. You know what I mean? These are perfect opportunities. So so why not do our own doc? You know what I mean? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't my idea to tell the truth. It was actually um, my brother's idea. Okay. Um, so him and his wife and their company, um, they started. I, I mean, I didn't even know he was doing it. You understand what I'm saying? So he started it, and by the time I found out he was doing it, it was. He just told me he got a surprise for me. He hit you with <laughs> 
huh? he hit you with proof of concept. He showed you and he was like, yeah, this is dope. That's it. He said, I got a surprise for you. I want you to check something out. I said, oh, word? That's, oh, that's what you've been doing? Mm -hmm. yeah. Who's better to tell the story than the one who grew up right with us? But right with you, right. Watching you know. every move. We were like deity to him. You understand what I'm saying? He, yo, he he scored a, a, off of us. Like, that's my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. imagine him in, 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 not even junior high school yet. Imagine him in just grade school. You know what I mean? And, and living off of clout. Well, yeah, he was in junior high school, but living off of, you know, clout from from him being my brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he documented everything. He watched everything. He, you know, he he was like one of our biggest was one of our biggest supporters mm -hmm. and 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 fans. You know. Um, I had to get at him because he tried to. You know, become a DJ quicker than you know he was ready to be. You know, by breaking into my room and messing up my, you know, hitting up my equipment and <laughs> little, little brother shit. Little brother shit. Yeah. What? You know, that's he says that's what made him too. You know what I mean? That's how he evolved. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's how he learned. And you know when when we were on Soul Train, that's he was the first one up and the VCR ready to go and making a phone call to all the family members so they'll all be watching and you know what I mean. That's and important. now my brother's a man and he grew up in the game with us. He also did some production on um with Ghost and um because my you know my brother was part of my team production team mm -hmm. for Beats, so he he's an excellent producer as well. You know. Shout out to your um, brother, yo. Yeah, yeah, that's boo boo who. Yo, let's um, let's take a couple of questions from the um the chat. I see uh, producer Big Stack said, "Haas, how much of a hand did you have in the production of Fruits of Nature?" Uh, me and RNS, period. Mm. That's what it. That's what it was. So I had total hands on of the whole album. Um, you know, Kim, Kim, Kim just wasn't poised in the actual beat making but you know uh uh lyrical production yeah he had a whole bunch it, it was a whole umc's production me arminess and cool kim yo you know y'all was like one of the first crews that have like the back and forth two ball yeah. four ball in and out from kim to haas back to kim type flow going on too we tried to do it because granted De La Soul was out but they really kept their verses uh, they kept their verses to themselves for the most part they had some in and outs in there too but me and Kim kind of went crazy with it because it was um it was just being artistic, you know what yeah. I mean? Like math, math. As long as you come up with the right answer, it don't matter how you got. You know what I'm saying? No it don't how matter you how you got. It. <laughs> so I don't care if we do it. We gonna do a 16, right? We gotta do a 16. How about you just shoot one line and I come and do four, mm -hmm. and then you come back with two and let me fill in the rest, and then when we start over, you know what I mean? How about you just do half the whole verse? And then I'll do 
you know, this amount, and then you come and say what you need to say, and then we out to a new chorus again. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Just as long as everything broke down the way it was supposed to break mm-hmm. down. Right. Sound good. Some songs, some some songs was mainly not even my thought. Maybe the the song was Kim's thought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just chimed in every once in a while. Right. Just to, you know what I'm saying? Yo, I think y'all was your um, inspiration for Kanye, too. Right? Oh, it was big, big inspiration. Yeah. You, Kanye, Kanye is us 20, 20, when did he come out? Was it, was it mid two thousand? was it? Oh. oh, yeah, he came out. But I know, how you call it? I heard that Ke- the Keisha Cole sample to get out, get out. I don't know. Yeah. Kanye is just the new, he was the new next level of us. Um, he said it. He did an interview and he said it. You know, he said there was a Keisha Cole. I mean, Keisha Cole, you, you got me on Keisha Cole. He said there was a, a Pink Rock. Yeah, and the UFC. Which means that he was already studying our, you know what I mean? Our style. Which, that's what he was growing up off of. You know? Kanye came out I can say the same thing about Huh? He said uh, Kanye came out 2003. 2003? Yeah. 2005, but I yeah, 2003. Hmm. So if he came out 2003 and we came out 91, right? That's 12 years. 12 so, years ahead of him. That's 12 years. And guess what? The cycle turns over every 10 years, 10 to 15 years, right? Yeah. About, about so he was growing up. He was growing up off of us, but also. Uh, 12, 13 years until he was ready to do him. But what was his influence? Everything that he lived for the past 12, 13 12, years. 12, 13 years, that's right. Yeah. How about so when, that? When, when we get in the documentary, when the documentary come out? Uh, it's going to come out when it come out. You got to get with your brother. We need that. Nah, there's, there's still some a good amount of uh, production, you know what I mean, uh, that we're still doing. Uh, like I said, it was a shock to me. So it was a shock to a lot of people. Now, once people caught wind that, oh, shoot, they get All right, now the doors are knocking, phone calls. Yo, you got to do this part. Yo, I got some stuff for you you got to see. Yo, so now it starts, the snowball effect, it starts getting bigger. So when it was supposed to just be this much now it's turning into something even bigger you know what i'm saying so there's a whole bunch of you know ideas a lot of input you know i mean we're still going to keep it with the core yeah but you know we're not gonna um you know shut anything down for for sake of you know, we want it to be as, as be dope right. as possible. Yeah, yeah you want yeah. it to be right. Want it to be Yo, just promise me though that so, just promise me though that y'all don't get like creator-itis and it become a unfinished product. It should be the detox of documentaries. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, but I don't. I can't foresee that. I don't foresee that happening. Um, why I don't foresee that happening is because Bro. it's going to tie into what's going on now. Okay. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And I got a whole lot that's going on now. So all of that has to spill in and spill over. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It's a method to the madness with this whole thing. Calculate. So when people who when people who are just observing for the first time or whatever, they look at it, that's just like when you see an artist 
through a producer that comes out and he's like, damn, how come he got so many hits out right now? How come he got so many records out right now? Those records are already in play for like the last five years before he even came out. You understand what I'm saying? So these records were sitting all around the place and once that green light was given, everything just started dropping at the same time. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the same. This is part of that process. So by the time you probably see the documentary, you know, I'm already sitting on probably like 10 or 20 different records, albums produced, and all of that, and you'll yeah. see the method to this whole madness. That's what's up. Wrapped, wrapped up in one nice package, baby. You know what it is. Yo, so that's what's up. Rob, you got another question? Nah, you know what? It's been a pleasure meeting you, brother. Thank, thank God for one to grow on because that song, that song helped me out growing up. I ain't even gonna front, son. Um, nah, bro. God bless Those you, man. Huh? Thank you. Yeah, Those man. Those were the attention. Exactly, and it did just that, man. So I appreciate you, Cool Kim, the whole team, what y'all done for us as when we was young, man. That that y'all really came through for us, man, for real. Yo, speaking. We appreciate you as well. Speaking of documentaries and, and seeing, um, I don't know if you saw the Video Music Box documentary yet, but I know, yo, y'all, y'all probably held the record for most spins on Video Music Box. I used to stay <laughs> straight. <laughs> yeah. Blue cheese. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, that's with blue cheese. I'm blessed. We 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 landed in the perfect time. Yes, sir. You know what I mean. I, I I wouldn't take that back at all. We landed right when we were supposed to land. Yeah, that's dope. And I hear a lot of I hear a lot of artists saying, Davies just said it just now. Damn, I think I was I'm rapping in the wrong era. Wrong like, era. He, he did I say that. Yeah. He said, "Cause so, I'm a regular, I'm, I'm a regular dude." I'm a regular dude. I go, I go to Poppy's store. I get my loose. I come out. I sit, <laughs> I sit in front of the store with everyone else. I'm just a regular dude, son. I get it. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah. I just want to give a couple of shouts. Yeah. I want to shout out. Um, I want to shout out my brother. You know what I mean, Boo Sarah. I want to shout out MJ. I want to shout out Snooze, uh, Rekka, Captain Swain. Uh, Pop Brown Hornet, the whole Staten Island, um, KRS and um, Rakim, they get ready to come out to Staten Island um, yeah. in another couple of weeks. Yo, I'm, that I'm, should be yeah. Dope. I'm seeing them um, seeing, um, next Saturday. KRS, Rakim, I forget, some, I said quite a few people. EPMD. Okay. That night, they're going to do a nice little tribute to my man RNS, too, because you know RNS, he produced. RNS is the godfather of the production from Staten Island. Yeah, hell yeah. That's how how it all went down. So, you know, between, you know, myself, R, RZA, there you go. Those are the producers out there. You know what I'm saying? That's how it started when it came to production. Um, Shout out to the Force, the almighty Force MDs. You know, um, they were the first group from Staten Island like that. You know what I'm saying? Hard and hard, heavy, hard body. Uh, go check for that record we did too called Daydreaming by um, Pop the Brown Hornet and Force MDs produced by myself. Nice. Um, and um, yeah, we got we got some things coming out. I got some surprises for everybody. And, okay. um, you know, 
like I said, yo, this is a evolutionary process, you know. Just keep as long going. as you here, you got yep. As long as you here, you breathing, you keep on going, you know what I mean? Um my condolences to everybody who lost family and friends. Um, but while we here, we gotta we gotta um We got work to do. We just gotta keep it going. Yeah, we gotta keep it going. Oh, I was about to yeah, I my homie my little sister, Adrian. But see, I shouted her out before. She didn't hear me. New beginnings. You know what I'm saying? So she be popping up on there. Now she just had to hit me with the, you know, the oak, the boop, boop. boop right, yeah, right. Nah, but she, she, my little sister, she's dope with it. You know what I mean? She's like a real, she's the same. She's the same as, she strikes me the same way as my brother, Strikes me when he's doing this, um, setting off the biography, the uh, this, yeah, the biography documentary. Yeah, damn, I'm already on biography. Yeah, um, book. there you go, anyway. bro. <laughs> the energy, <laughs> yeah, see, that, I'm already ahead of it. Um, yeah, she strikes me the same way because she's been nothing but a, a avid supporter and fan as well. She's been back, she, she came up with me back, wow, from the beginning. And, you know, she used to work at Fat Farm and all of that. And, you know, back in the days, and, you know, we used to go to the studio up the block, and she'd just pop her head in every, you know what I mean? Every, whenever she needed to, you know what I'm saying? Chill, chop it up, um, you know, get the scoop on a few things, you know what I'm saying? But um, all in all, throughout the journey, she's always been there. So, yeah, a Adrian, little sis, she's dope. And, um, you know what else I got a shout out? Um, man, I just, you know, at this point in time, I love the world. I love my family. I love my kids. There you go. Um, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying, I'm just enjoying, I'm enjoying what's going on. You know what I mean? As you I'm should, not bro. frustrated. Man, listen, there used to be times where you used to be frustrated until you realize, yo, that frustration ain't doing nothing for you, bruh. Yeah. Nothing. That's stress. She's giving, she's giving you a headache. That's all it's doing. Actually, <laughs> actually, but yo, we appreciate we appreciate you, man. Thanks for pulling up. Thanks for having the conversation. Thank you. Thanks for being open. This was a dope conversation, man. I really enjoyed talking. Oh, and shout out to you guys. You know, without the platform, you know, what I mean, this is truly necessary. And it, you see it. You see how this blossom. Mm -hmm. We right. was not doing it before. Now we living like the Jetsons. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> this is what they were doing. Codwell and, and they, they were having Zoom meetings already mm -hmm. back then. Yeah. Come on. It's a fact. You got a point. Let's man. get it. Let's do it, baby. Let's get it. For everybody that pulled up tonight, like, Appreciate comment, you. subscribe. Check out our YouTube channel, too. We got plenty of dope interviews. We're going to continue to bring you guys dope content. Good looking out, MJ. Also, we always got to shout out MJ. We also we did an yeah. MJ too. If y'all didn't get a chance, check out our interview with MJ on our YouTube channel. Thanks everybody for pulling up tonight. We appreciate you. Make sure you follow No Ideas Original Podcast. Have a good evening, everybody. Peace. Peace.